for MIT, and it's not just the world-renowned education. The famous institution ranks as the nation's best large employer. The rankings were based on responses from over 15,000 of MIT's current employees. They were asked on a scale of 1 to 10 how likely they'd be to recommend their workplace to a friend. Fidelity Investments is the only other Massachusetts-based company to crack the top 50, coming in at 7. Are you outside? I'm not remotely surprised by that. And when I say not surprised, I mean... Oh, shit. Jesus. First of all, happy Friday, February 17th, 2023. Uh, pretty sure... <coughs> Excuse me. I'm pretty sure that last night is, uh, is going to end up being the final night that we slept here in this apartment. No, I'm not saying it's the final final, because there might be some weird reason, but I eh, can't really think of what that might be. The only possible thing that I could think of is if, uh, you know, we're, we're going to spend the next few months moving stuff just whenever we can. We've got plenty of time. We've, we've, we've got almost six months. We have exactly six months, actually. Uh, so we've got tons of time. We're going to move the things, you know, that we, the, the, the you know, priority stuff, obviously, to, to you know, this weekend. Uh, the, the internet is going to be transferred over later this afternoon. And that, which is really, that's the thing keeping us from just staying at the house regularly. We had, uh, we've got, got the beds and everything set up. Uh, my oldest uh, had a mattress came uh, a day or two ago. Uh, so that's all set, or will be all set. And, uh, yeah, once we get that internet up and running later this afternoon, that's it, man. There's, there's going to be no need for this apartment other than to just come back <laughs> every day and or whenever we can, uh, nights and weekends and whatnot, and uh, come over here and get our shit. So... Uh, once it's one, once that's done, and we are left with just the really big, heavy stuff, um, and not all of it is coming with us, but uh, such as our big couch that we've had since two thousand five, uh, that will be that will be laid to rest in the dumpster <laughs> or some somewhere. Um, yeah, that's not coming with us. That's. That's toast. That's finished. It's history, baby. It's been a good... Got our money's worth out of that thing. I feel like in 2005 in Orlando, Florida, we bought a bedroom set, an, an armoire, a dresser with a mirror thing, you know, the drawers and all that, a uh, mattress, bed frame, Headboard, footboard, all that shit. Uh, coffee table. Nice coffee table. One of those, you know, where the, the table lifts up so you can pull it up to, you know. I love those. I love those tables. Uh, and then uh, and then a nice uh, sectional uh, L-shaped couch type thing. And I think that was it. And that was all. All of that was like $2,000, I want to say. Give or take, yeah, two two thousand is the number that sticks in my head. Anyway, that's for all intents and purposes, 
That's the last time we bought furniture. <laughs> it was 2005. You know, obviously we've, you know, lamps and, you know, little things here and there. We've got a coffee table that we bought in the last year. You know, of course we bought things. Uh, you know, certainly furniture for the kids when they were babies, we, cribs and things like that. Although a lot of that was gifted to us. Baby shower gifts and gifts from parents and in-laws and that kind of thing. Uh, but really, you know, aside from some like desks and lamps and little end table type things, you know, some chairs here and there. But as far as major furniture pur- purchases, we have made uh, none, none major furniture pur- purchases. Uh, I think the last thing that maybe we got when we moved here, we got loft beds for the kids for, I mean, couple hundred bucks each uh, from Walmart I think um, so yeah we really have not made any major furniture pur- purchases <clears throat> since 2005 so we got we did okay we made that the, we made that two thousand dollars stretch pretty far since I'm uh, <laughs> I'm lying in bed right now it's work has on a little before nine. And I'm looking at my I'm looking at the things that I just mentioned and they're pretty much all still here. I think the coffee table we left at my parents' house in North Carolina, and I'm not sure if they still have it or they got rid of it. Doesn't matter. The thing was the thing was falling apart anyways, so um So yeah. So we so we're very happy. The wife and I have a new bed, new mattress, oh my god. And I they delivered the the bed on last Saturday. And I Boy, I I took that for a test, the test drive, if you will. Um, there were no sheets or anything on it, so I didn't want to lie down in it for too long. But oh my god, I I feel like I have a pretty decent number of uh, good night sleep sleeps ahead of me. I certainly hope so. But anyways, once we're once we're done and we have you know just some of the really big annoying heavy stuff, which isn't going to be a lot. It's, you know, we probably will hire movers and they will probably uh, start to finish. The whole thing will probably take an hour. And when I say take an hour, I mean to come inside the apartment, grab whatever big, bulky, heavy things are still left, put them on a, you know, put them in a little truck, drive them over to the house and bring them off the truck and put them where we tell them to. I I would say that by the time that happens, that whole thing is going to take an hour tops. But uh, nevertheless, that's the only scenario where I could see sleeping here again is if like, okay, the movers and this would (laughs) this might not be until like July, August. We say, oh, yeah, the movers are coming at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So I'm going to go sleep at the apartment because I don't want to. I don't want to have to wake up and drive over, and I, I, I want to sleep as much as I can. I want to roll out of bed at at six thirty instead of six, <laughs> so I'm gonna go sleep at the apartment. That's the so I so I think there probably is one more night of sleep here at some point, but only purely for convenience, and it's going to be very little else other than just sleeping. Uh, anyway, back to that MIT thing. Um. Yeah, MIT 
is the only top is the top employer in Massachusetts that people like working for and would recommend to a friend and all that stuff. And the Fidelity cracked the top 50. I don't know anything about MIT as far as what it's like to work there or anything like that. Uh, I would imagine it's probably pretty great. Um, other than if you don't live near there and have to commute there, uh, that's that's the one shitty thing. But but MIT also has, you know, you don't just have to be in Boston. You don't just have to be in Cambridge to, uh, to be employed at MIT. I'm, I, I would think that they have people all over, well, all over the Boston, the greater Boston area, but all over the country and all over the world, I would think. I mean, it's it's friggin' MIT. But I'm not surprised that there isn't another... There isn't a single Massachusetts company in the top 50. I'm not surprised at all. I've, I've worked for, at this point, a few Massachusetts-based companies, and uh, none of them are really all that great. It's just... And I, I, I always try... I think about, like, do I just... Has, just, has it just gotten so, like, shitty and bleak and and just dreadful to do working like is it just me like is it is it like my 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 pay has only increased over the years and so too have my responsibilities and the expectations but also i don't know the places that i worked before i came to the Boston area, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Um, they were all pretty good for the most part. <laughs> and, and yeah, the I, I, I don't know what it is. And I haven't worked for every company in the state of Massachusetts, but I've either, I've worked for some of the big ones and I've interviewed for quite a few of them and, and none of them are, I, I don't know, there's, there's really... And and I don't know if this is all. It's you know, who knows why anything is the way that it is. But I just find, like generally speaking, Massachusetts and New England in general, it's not. How do I say this? Everybody's very serious. Let's just say that it's the most serious place that I've ever lived. And I listen. I've befriended a lot of goofballs. There's a lot of not serious people and a lot of not serious things going on. And I'm not saying that nobody should ever be serious ever. Obviously, being serious is important. There's a time and a place for goofiness, a time and a place for, you know, laughs, a time and a place for being serious. But I just feel like, generally speaking, the New England vibe is, is it's, it's very, there's, it's serious. Like, people aren't, I don't know. The sense, sense of would you, would you say senses of humor or sense of humors? Sense of humor sounds idiotic. It would have to be senses of humor. Yeah, the senses of humor is just different. It is. It's just. It's a. It's a. It's a different kind of thing. And <laughs> the people that I have uh, that I've shared a a similar sense of humor with. Uh, they're either, either they're from out of state or I've also found like the, honestly, I'm not even joking. 
my friend Alex is like the one person who's like, oh yeah, he's into Simpsons. Um, you know, he's into like comic books and stuff that I'm not, you know, the, the real hardcore, like eighties nerd, you know, dungeons and dragons and shit like that. And I'm into, you know, I'm into video games and he's not, he's not much of of a gamer, but we very, we have very similar, uh, senses of humor and, uh, and get along really well. And yeah, it's just interesting. Like, and there's, there, look, there's a lot of great people, and I have a lot of laughs with a lot of people around here, but the ones that I have connected with on that more, uh, you know, comedic level, let's say, uh, <laughs> they're, from, they're from other states. <laughs> New York, New Jersey, uh, whatever. The, and, and look, I mean, I guess there's... Like, to me, there's, like, a very distinct sort of New York personality. Very distinctly downstate, uh, New York City, kind of <laughs> Long Island, New York City, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I don't have my finger on the pulse of the, uh, of, of the comedic abilities of, say, somebody from uh, Poughkeepsie, <laughs> Kingston. White Plains, um, I'm not, but you know, you got to figure out oh, the, the Catskills. That was a, that was a hotbed of comedy once upon a time. So, uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I know nothing about the Catskills. Why would I? The, the, the Adirondacks were practically in my backyard and that's a, that's a, that's a superior mountain range. So why would I care about it? The only thing I know about the Catskills was going to the Catskill game farm when I was a kid. And I don't remember anything about it except I didn't give a shit about animals. I hated... There were two things that I hated when I was a kid. The circus and the zoo. And I still... I still, like... I don't know. Maybe I'm just a piece of shit. Well, I don't know. There's no maybe. I don't think I need the maybe. But I just, like, the zoo does nothing for me. I don't give two fucks about the zoo what's wrong with me i don't care about seeing animals like the last zoo we went to okay i enjoy going to the central park zoo and the reason is because it's not that big you can cover the whole place in a relatively small amount of time and it's just it's just sort of there you know Walking through Central Park and the kids, hey, you want to go to the zoo? All right, fuck it, let's go to the stupid zoo. Um, I remember going to that Catskill Game Farm, and the only thing, ask anybody who's ever been to the Catskill Game Farm, and they'll tell you one thing that the one and only thing that they remember from their childhood going to the Catskill Game Farm, and that's the fucking stink throughout the entire. Pl- oh my god, just fucking animal feces. That's all. That's all it. Is. That's that's my only memory. It's a strong memory because it was a strong smell. And I remember going to the Catskill Game Farm and just like, there's hippos, there's whatever giraffes, there's cows. I don't know what they had there. I don't. Even, <laughs> I I feel like I remember like hippos and rhinos, or maybe not rhinos, but definitely hip. I, I feel like they had both. I don't know what else they had elephants i feel like there's elephants 
And I just didn't give two shits when I was a kid. And I don't care now. And I'm down with animals. But I'm also, I guess I'm down with, like, let's just keep the animals in the place that they're from. Like, did did Mr. Tiger have a say? Oh, you know what? I, I'd like to live in uh, Myrtle Beach at Barefoot Landing. Yeah, right. Oh, not me. I'd I'd like to live in the animal kingdom in Orlando. And then the giraffe says, Ah, I wish they would build a hotel. And I could just live in the field, and all the guests of the hotel could just come out on their balcony and just stare at me all day, every day. Oh, good, they have that. The Wilderness Lodge. Wonderful. And then you have those ones like, uh... It has a really stupid name. The... Lazy, lazy five or some weird, it's some like, why did you come up with that name? It's in North Carolina. It's just north of Charlotte, maybe an hour north. It's uh, it's up in the Lake Norman area or maybe a little bit past it, kind of, you know, closer to the mountains. Um, And it's one of those ones where you, you know, you drive, it's the animal preserve and you drive your car through it. And there's the giraffes and the whatever the fuck else they have. And I have just like, <laughs> I don't, I, ne- I never want to go to one of those things. Like that was, we took our kids everywhere when we lived in North Carolina, just as we have, you know, here and, you know, wherever we go, we just try to do everything. We try to try to see as much as we can, just generally speaking. And that was the one place I have people tell me, oh, you take your kids to the lazy five or the lazy seven, whatever, whatever the stupid thing it's called. And I was like, oh, what's that? Like, oh, yeah, you drive around. You get, you just, you know, you pay the ticket. You drive your car through and you drive past all the animals. And sometimes the animals come up to your car. I'm like, why Why do we want that? Why do we, why is that a thing that's like, oh, I got to do this? I would love to potentially have an animal come up and fuck up my car or like, you know, jump in my car or, you know. Oh, yeah, you could feed the ostrich out of your hands. Oh, good. And I've watched enough America's Funniest Videos to know that sometimes the ostrich is going to reach his skinny little ugly head into the car and go crazy. Where was that video? It was, uh, I don't know where the hell it was. was it somewhere in Asia? Like, and I don't, I don't know what, the woman, the woman got dragged from her car by a tiger, lion, cheetah, puma, cougar, I don't know. Jaguar. I don't know. Some fucking cat. Some fucking cat dragged this woman. Now, she was not in her car. I don't know why. But goddammit, stay in your fucking vehicle. Uh, they they drag the, 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 the big fucking wild animal who doesn't belong in any kind of zoo uh, interacting with humans at all um, did what animals do and said, ah, lunch. And dragged her away. And then the woman's mother, the grandma, presumably, ran to save her daughter, which she did, and in the process was eaten. Um, and I just say, you know, they've, they've kind of, uh, and unfortunately, yes, we've, we've driven a lot of animals away uh, with our, with just being human, you know, building buildings. The urban sprawl, the industrialization, whatever you want to call it. You know, but we, hey, look, sorry. 
we've we've evolved. We don't want to just live in little straw huts. We want to, you know, like the three little pigs. I built my house of bricks. Is that even a song? Is there a little pig song? Why do I I feel like they're, I built my house of straw. I built my house of hay. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, And the big bad fucking wolf will blow you away. That's got to be the song. Anyway. I... It's just like there's there's a lot of trips I I plan to take, intend to take, you know, and when I say I, I mean we, the family. Uh Yeah, I'd like to get <laughs> I'd like to get Disney out of the way and we could take the kids. I mean, I I hope that I take my kids to Disney and they're just thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> Which isn't going to be the case, but I just, I hope to take them and they just, they see it all and they do it all and they're like, yeah, that was cool. But, you know, we've, we've already seen all these roller coasters on YouTube. So, you know, we can, we can watch these in VR at home. <laughs> Cause I was, when I first got the VR headsets for the kids, like whatever the hell that was, two years, two, three years ago, two years ago. And I said, "Oh, this is great, guys! You got YouTube VR, so now you can now you can go to Disney World without leaving the couch." Oh, look at me! I'm on Splash Mountain. You'll never get to experience in person, but this is the next best thing, and in some cases even better. Because you know what? Well, when else would when when would Disney let you just get on the the rides in your undies? Of course, I'm the only one who sits around in his undies, my boxer shorts. I try to, I, I try to put on some kind of pair of pants or shorts before I get up in the morning, or after. I should say just shortly after I get up in the morning, uh, so the kids don't have to. You know, because who wants to say? Listen, I grew up. <laughs> everybody who's my age, whose whose dads are. You know, that baby boomer generation. It's interesting because my grandparents, like my grandfather, wore pajamas to bed. You know, like the long, like pajama pants, you know, he had the robe and the whole. I, I wouldn't see him very often in his pajamas. The only exception would be because he was an early riser. He was up at, uh, you know, five in the morning to watch the news, read the paper, have his rice checks or his shredded wheat. And his grapefruit, a uh, little little bit of sugar on top, and uh, and that was the only time that I, I feel like that maybe two or three times in my life I saw my grandfather like in his you know in his bathrobe uh, you know sitting at the kitchen table, and he you know a, a proper you know uh, pajamas robe, you know long pajama pants pajama top. Robe, slippers, the whole thing. And my my dad had a robe, but 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 I would usually, you know, if I if I came down, uh, <clears throat> if I heard noises in the middle of the night, because my my dad would get up and he'd have like you know you have the midnight snack. That's the with all the snacking I do. That's the one thing I've never been able to do. I have never, I don't think ever in my life have I gotten up in the middle of the night and eating something it's, it's, it's just I've never I, I don't think 
the, the I think the one time was at uh, Shimo, one of his sleepover birthday parties in the sunroom. I think it was in sixth grade. I fell asleep while everybody was, you know, we were still, you know, dicking around and doing, the, you know, the usual hijinks, the usual sixth grade hijinks. And I, I fell asleep in my sleeping bag. And then I woke up and, uh, there <laughs> there was a bowl there was a bowl of ranch flavored potato chips ranch flavored potato chips next to me and i just i woke up and was like oh so sleepy oh chips and i just grabbed a handful of chips and started eating them and everybody started laughing i'm like what's so funny like, those are the chips that the dog ate and then we spit them back out and we put them in that bowl oh it makes me gag thinking about it anyway uh, but, I, you know, I, in the middle of the night, my dad would just be in, like, the tidy whities eating a bowl of cereal, uh, you know, looking at the newspaper or something like that. And uh, so I always, whenever that, uh, the Simpsons episode where Homer comes downstairs and he eats the slices of American cheese and he's just in his white, he's just in the tidy whities. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think of a certain generation that was probably everybody's dad was just, you know. And then, uh, I mean, did boxer shorts just, I, I guess it was just all briefs all the time, right? Because I don't, uh, boxer shorts just didn't exist, I guess. I, here's the thing, because I wore the tidy whiteies too. As, I mean, most of us did. I remember the first time I was at my, um, my uh, Double J's house, my best friend, and uh, when I say best friend, like one of, one of several like I will routinely refer to Double J as my best friend, Joe as my best friend, Nate as my best friend, Sean as my best friend, um, and you know even a few others, you know, and it's all accurate, <laughs> um, because I you know, the, 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 well somebody once said you can only have one, there can only be one best friend. And I said, "Yeah, but also no, you can have many because you you can you can go ahead and have one best friend. I'm going to go ahead and have many. I'm going to go ahead and have like four or five. So there you go. Go fuck yourself. Um, what was I talking about? I have no idea. Completely blank. Totally." It's like I just snapped back to reality, and I don't know what. Uh, like I woke up from the matrix, and I have absolutely no idea what's going on. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, boxers. Yeah. So I used to have sleepovers all the time, and I remember, uh, I for some reason I don't know why, uh, I was given a pair of boxers to wear, and maybe maybe it was it was probably one of those things where. It was an impromptu sleepover. That was a that that happened from time to time, and that was the best. You know, the anticipation of a sleepover when you're a kid. There's no there's no greater joy than like oh, you know, so and so's gonna sleep over Friday. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's only Tuesday. Oh. But the best is when you're not even expecting it. It's not even planned. And uh, my mom and Double J's mom were college roommates. So they're best friends. And so we would oftentimes, you know, they'd go shopping and we'd have to go with them because we were kids. 
And every once in a while, it would just be like, yeah, you want to sleep over? And one of us would sleep. And it was just like, yes, the fun gets to extend into the evening and the night and the next morning. And it's going to be great. And I think that was, uh, you know, on one of those occasions, uh, you know, I didn't have like a change of clothes for the next day. I didn't have anything. So I, I believe that uh, that uh, my my wonderful auntie Anne uh, brought out a pair of boxers for the, one a pair of boxers for each of us, and I didn't know what the hell this was. She brought these things out. I'm like, what is this? So I went and got changed, and I put my I put the boxer shorts on over the, over the underpants, and then I came out. And I was like, I was like, wait. <laughs> I had like my t-shirt and probably had sneakers and socks or flip-flops or whatever. And then just a pair of boxer shorts on over my undies. And she was like, what, where's your pants? And I'm like, aren't, aren't these my pants? And everybody started, everybody pointed and laughed and said, yeah, you idiot. All right. That didn't happen. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it kind of did. Like, there was a lot of laughter (laughs) and pointing and people saying, ah, you idiot. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I, that was when I first learned, like, oh, oh, these are boxer shorts. Oh, these are the undies. Yeah, but (laughs) how, if you wear these, how are your penis and balls supposed to be squished up against your leg? I thought that wasn't that what's supposed to happen? They're just dangling down there now. And then you realize, like, oh, actually, this is a fucking million times better. And in recent years, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I buy undies on the reg, and I, uh, and I occasionally, once or twice, uh, accidentally bought a package of uh, briefs of like. I don't even know. I guess no, they're not boxer briefs. Boxer briefs are like the tightness of the undies, but the the sort of shape and coverage of of boxers. I don't love those either. I've bought, I've purchased those by accident too, and then I put them on. It's like whoa, the fuck. Uh, but I've purchased just straight up briefs because they don't. I'm not saying that there are. I'm sure I could go to fucking Kmart and get a package of Fruit of the Loom Tidy Whities. Kmart? All right, maybe I couldn't go to Kmart and do that, but I'm sure I could go somewhere and do that. <laughs> Leechmere? No. Oh, my God, it's 917. Okay. Whoops. Here I am thinking it's... It's 917, and I'm yapping away like it's 915. Anyway, I'm going to keep yapping away for a bit. Oh, it's Friday and I'm I'm not going to be lying in this bed much more. Wow. We're in this bedroom anyway. It's sort of odd. Anyway, um what's uh Yeah, so anyway, so so yeah, so that was the day that I learned of uh, oh, the boxer shorts. This it's you don't put both of them on. It's one or the other. I see. But yeah, I, I have a few pairs of briefs that I purchased accidentally, and I never wear them except there were some times where I'm getting up in the morning for work back in the, you know, 
back in the uh, going to the office five days a week era uh, that's hopefully done and gone for for good forever um and you're just like ugh. like i actually sit there and debate do i wear a clean pair of briefs or a (laughs) dirty pair of boxers just so i don't have to wear briefs and i put the briefs on and then it's just like ugh. and now you know i i spare my kids from how you know the boxers are at least like you know they're shorts yeah you got to watch out for things uh, popping out of them but still it's not it's not as uh it's not quite as revealing as wearing the briefs but uh yeah the briefs i've i've never i don't think i've ever exposed my kids to you know the the horror of seeing me walking around in a pair of tidy blueies <laughs> tidy tidy greenies or whatever the hell colors they are um how the fuck how the fuck did i get on to talking about this shit weren't we talking about how mit is the best place to work in massachusetts and the people are serious here yeah i i don't fucking know listen i'm tired man you know last night this is so sad my oldest, my 13-year-old, has drum lessons on Thursdays. Oh, fuck, I got to call the school because they're home sick. Oh, God damn it. Um, I'm going to get the robocall. <sighs> but also, who cares? Um, 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 um. So there was, a, there was a miscommunication that was entirely my fault last night. Uh Thursday's always drum lessons, but uh, the child stayed home from school. So the wife came home, picked up the youngest from school, came home for a little bit and said, okay, I'm going to go over to the house. And I said, okay, cool, sounds good, because there were a bunch of packages and things. I said, cool, i got tons of work to do, so I'm going to be just here doing work. And uh, and then at 4 o'clock I realized, oh, shit, drum lesson. And the kid was feeling better, so I said, all right, get your shit, let's go to drum lesson. And then I said, your mom's going to be home any minute. And then I realized, no, she isn't. She went to the house under the assumption that we're not doing drum lessons. And I forgot to tell her. I And I just kind of sat there uh, obliviously thinking, oh, she knows she has to take the kid out of drum lessons. And then I realized, of course she doesn't think that. The kid stayed home from school, so why would she think that? So I said, all right, I guess I'm taking you to drum lessons. Get dressed. Let's go. And I'll tell you what, I, that was that was time away from work that I really couldn't afford, but also, like, who cares? And I got to that, that music school, and, uh, you know, the kiddo went in one direction towards the drum lesson room, and I went in the other direction towards this nice... There's this great sitting area, and nobody ever goes there. The, the The music school is in it's in a church, or used to be a church, or maybe it still is. Actually, I think it still is a church. I think there. I think the music school is secretly. I think they're secretly like very religious. Um, but I'm just you know, I, I, I check every so often to make sure that they're not you know, not trying to recruit my kids or anything like that. Um. 
but yeah, there's like a, 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 a I don't know, there's a, an area that's like a, an almost an auditorium, a cafetorium type place where there's a stage and there's just a bunch of tables, and that's where the parents sit. My kid's drum lesson is kind of away from most of the other music rooms, and it's down this hall, and it's and and the so the drum lesson is in one room, and then I'm sitting in the other room, and it's just this nice little dark room. And you can you can turn on the bright fluorescent lights overhead, or there's just one little nice lamp next to the couch. And I just I sit on this couch, and I sat there for thirty minutes, and it was fucking bliss. No joke, it was it was the happiest thirty minutes that I can remember. <laughs> it's very sad, but it's the happiest thirty minutes that I can recall. In I, I don't even know how long because I didn't have work. I couldn't bring work. I couldn't do work. There was no work to be done. It was just sitting quietly on a couch. And uh, yeah, and I started watching this movie called Tangerine, which I'm, I'm enjoying. There was a Twitter feed uh, like, what's. Uh, What's your favorite under? What's your most underappreciated movie? Your favorite uh, movie that nobody knows about or watches or appreciates or whatever? <clears throat> and somebody mentioned Tangerine, and it's uh, it's two uh, ladies of the night, hewers, sex workers, whatever you prefer to call them. Uh, the world's oldest profession, <laughs> um, and uh, it's in L.A. It's Christmas Eve, and they're sitting at the donut shop, and they're chatting. And the one finds out that uh, from the other one that their 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 boyfriend's been cheating, and I think the boyfriend is also the pimp. Um, and it's just uh, it's just this one girl just walking around the streets of L.A. trying to find. And the girl's name starts with a D. It's Desiree, Danielle, there was something, and she's trying to find it. So it's, but it's just, uh, it's it's got my attention. It's not a fucking superhero movie. It's not some goddamn thing with shit happening all over the place. It's just, it's well, it does have shit happening all over the place, but it's it's interesting to me. It's just different. That's. It's you know there once upon a time you could go to the movies, and if there were like ten movies playing, there's ten completely different movies. You have every genre, and it's just you know, it's the way it was. <sighs> yeah. Um, and and today you go to the movies, and it's it's superheroes, it's cartoons. And then maybe like a, a horror movie. That's it. That's it. And um, so it's nice when you see something that's just like, and all the movies, there's so many of them just look and feel the f- fucking same. Uh, and I, I really do hate just about every superhero movie that's that's come out in the last uh, however many years. I mean. Uh, Spider-Man and Batman being some of the exceptions, but not all of them. Not all of them. Uh, Anyway, so this tangerine is just like, it's just something different. Uh, 
So I sat there for 30 minutes while my kid played drums and I watched Tangerine and I didn't even think about work. And that's a, that, is, that in itself is a vacation because I'm nonstop thinking about work. The only thing that sometimes helps me not think about work is taffy. And that's why I have developed such a fondness for taffy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, someday there will be other things to take my mind off work, like maybe the thought of having a job that I don't hate. Which is a, a thought that gets becomes increasingly more distant. But, you know, we had a little, uh, my little team that I'm on, which I, I love these people, and we had a little vent session last week. Impromptu, I guess. And, uh, and it ended up being a, you know, it turned into a love fest, which was great. It was just, we were all, everybody was just laughing. It was like, Ah, oh, this is just nice. And uh and somebody, you know, one person was just venting and another person just said, you know, if I can take the other side of this argument and just say, you know what, guys? We get paid really well and the checks come every week without fail. So what are you really what are you complaining about? Yes, it's it's challenging, it's frustrating, it's blah 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 blah. And I'm sitting there rolling my eyes like, "Oh, jeez, of course. Of course the old of course the older, more experienced person on the group would say that." <laughs> and I'm rolling my eyes as I'm sitting and I happen to be because I was having furniture delivered, so I happened to be... It was the one and only call that I've taken from my phone. Because I didn't have uh, uh, internet at the house. And I, you know, the work computer is not allowed to, uh, you know, hook up to my hotspot on my phone. So I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't use my work laptop. So I dialed in from the phone. And so I was sitting on the brand new couch that we got that has a heated seats feature and a massage feature and has cup holders that uh, you can turn on. You can press the little snowflake button and it cools your drink and they recline and they adjust and it's beautiful. The only thing I don't like about the couch is that it's leather. I'm not a, I'm not a, and the, the kids and wife are very much not leather furniture people. I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on the leather furniture. Uh, but in this case, this couch was just like, too damn good and it's a it's a nice couch and we have the we have the furry whatever you what do you fabric fabric couch uh in the other in the living room or the family room i don't know what the difference is living room it's the living room the family room is where the leather couch is what i would call the i like to call it the den it's like the living room is for living and the family room is for families what if you have families who are also living like they're alive. Should I stay out of the living room because I so often feel dead inside? I don't. That's not true. I don't. I. I, I don't ever. I actually don't ever feel dead inside. I just, uh, you know. Sometimes, sometimes crippling, hopelessness. 
but I'm still, I'm alive to feel it. I, that's how I know I'm not dead. Cause I feel, I feel it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but back to that MIT thing, it's like, yeah, I'm not at all surprised that MIT is the only place that's on like the top list of, you know, every state, <sighs> you know, jobs by state or companies by state. And that fidelity is, you know, crack the top 50 and that's it. I, I completely believe that. And you know what? I once had an interview at Fidelity and Fidelity was like the one place where it, rem- it didn't remind me of all of the places that I had been used to working in the Boston area. It felt just different. And I thought, oh, this, these people are like just really kind of nice down to earth salt of the earth whatever you want to call it and i mean i guess technically i didn't get the job but that's because the job <laughs> the job also did this ceased to exist and i remember oh my god the interviews went so well and it was in merrimack it's only it was i timed it it was 16 minutes oh it took me it took 16 minutes to get home in rush hour uh, fuck! Can't stop yawning. Got to get up. And uh, 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 fifteen minutes in rush hour, sixteen minutes in rush hour, and I thought, oh, this is perfect, fucking perfect. I finally, finally, finally got there to where I need to be, and um, yeah. And then they had a reorg, and that pretty much always spells death for any <laughs> open recs, any posted positions, anything that you've interviewed for, you can pretty much uh you can pretty much kiss it goodbye. And so that was that was the end of that. Oh well. Um but it was a nice like wow, I could I definitely could work here. And yeah, so I so I get the fidelity would be in the top 50. Uh, MIT, I'm sure, is a lovely place to work. But nothing nothing else in the state of Massachusetts. And I think because I think I feel like this area, it's there's just a lot of it's like people. It's just miserable. I hate to say it, but I... And that's not to say every single person is miserable, but like... I can tell you the most... The, the, the highest levels of misery that I've felt in my entire life have been well. I mean, as far as as far as job as far as work goes, um, it's it's been yeah. And I don't know what it is. Is it is it like is it because it's expensive? Very expensive. Even in the, this part of New Hampshire, which is <laughs> infinitely less expensive than much of Massachusetts, you know, the Boston area in Massachusetts, uh, but it's still really expensive. Yeah, so it's like, is that is it that is it the terrible, terrible commute? Uh, that that could do it. I can tell you that my misery, a lot of my misery, when I think about the things that have given me like any kind of 
trauma, it's been uh, the place that I work and the commute to get there or get home from there. I'm fortunate in that the last few years there have been minimal two years ago was was misery beyond I uh, just just complete I mean the first half the first six months of 2021 were just just as lousy as it gets just dreadful and then it picked up because I because I started working someplace else and you know what and that's the place that I work now and I quite like working here and it ain't I'm based out of New England but the company is not so and it's a company that is considered you know I I think a lot of people love working for this company because people are very nice it's just a good uh, it's a good place to work I'm very very happy it's the only time in in the last 10 years where I say to them hey uh if you if you guys wanted to convert me from a contractor to a full time employee, I'm totally down. And in, in all likelihood, that that should happen. Hopefully, um, but anyway, but yeah, that's the thing. In the almost eight years that I've been in the Boston area, <laughs> the happiest that I've been as far as work, as far as my job, has been the one place that I've worked that is not in any way based out of Boston. Yes, they have an office in Boston because it's a global company, but it's not Boston-based. And, yeah, it's uh, it's just an interesting thing. And I'll tell you, I think, I think to all the places I worked, and people are so fucking serious, and I just, I, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like it's like people are just really miserable because they don't get paid enough. Even if they get paid a lot, it's still not enough because it's so fucking expensive to exist here. <laughs> it's expensive to exist everywhere, but it's really expensive to exist here. And, you know, it's not New York City where you have everything. And it's not like uh, Miami where the traffic is horrendous. But, my gosh, beaches and, uh, you know, warmth and all that shit. Of course, it's fucking miserable in July, but anyway. So, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's, everybody's just very serious. They're very tightly wound. Uh, and, uh, and that's not the entire population, but that's just... That's the... That's the vibe, and I, I think I can I think I can speak intelligently. I mean, it's been eight years, and most of those eight years have been working for companies based right out of right out of Bean Town, which is a, a thing that nobody calls Boston. Um, <laughs> and then the only other place that I've liked working that's been in the area is not based out of Boston. It's you know, it's forty five minutes outside of Boston. And again, it's just, yeah, and the people are, it's just different. It's a different vibe. I had a lot of fun times at that place. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's very, very serious. It's very serious business around here. And there's, there's plenty of goofiness, but it's just, it's just the overall 
thing in my eight years. That's my that's my takeaway. It's just says very serious. Uh, not everyone has a sense of humor, and uh, and you just have to kind of get used to that. But also, a lot of people have a sense of humor, and it's a really good sense of humor. But also, a very different sense of humor than what I'm used to. Even in Florida, even in North Carolina, and maybe that's because those states, like, <clears throat> it's, you know, I lived in Charlotte. And a lot of people in Charlotte who are not at all from Charlotte, you know, there's plenty of people from New York and Chicago and from New England and from Ohio and from wherever. Florida. It was too hot in Florida, so they came to North Carolina. People like me were they were from the cold climate and went to the hot hot heat of Florida and that was too much and then went to North Carolina and <laughs> and disliked it maybe even more uh because it's even hotter in some cases and you're not near the beach at all. And then just came in and said, no, I don't want any of the Northeast. That's the only place I can really live. New York, New England, that's it. I'm at a point where I consider Pennsylvania to be the South. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. But I had I, I I made you know so many coworkers and friends and people that had just very similar sense of humor. Like my best friend Jody, there's another another best friend. Even though we haven't, uh, I have I've been terrible at keeping in touch with her regularly. But hopefully she still listens to the podcast. I'm not not sure. But uh, best friend, we got along so well. So it's just one of my favorite humans on the planet and uh and yeah of course she wasn't from she was from kansas but uh but still i met so many people from you know it's just there's a, there's a lot of fun people have fun down there they're they, they like to have fun they like to you know even if it's not my kind of fun you know listening to country music and going to fucking you know places where they use beer koozies <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about, but, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a, there used to be a commercial for a lo- the local Fox station down there. It was this country guy, you know, and the song is just real like country rock kind of, and he sings, Hey, Hey, Carolina. And it's like, Oh my God. It's just like American as apple pie is my favorite. T-. I don't even know. I don't even know, but it's, it's like tractors and bales of hay and, and a fucking barbecue hoedown with American flags and white people. <laughs> I just thought, oh my god, this place sucks. But uh, people like to just, you know, they like to just hang out and have fun. I feel like work is the top priority in New England. There's work first and then everything else second. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's not, you know, there's a lot of silly and fun stuff, uh, of course, where I'm from in New York, even in Florida. And I worked for a bank that was, was very serious, very conservative. 
But they had a lot of, you know, a lot of goofballs there. I had a lot of fun with. And my, you know, my two best friends, Jay and Chris. <laughs> Let's add those to the list of best friends. Um, yeah. You know, with an entire uh, future hit TV series called Bank Life came out of my experiences there. So it was, it was wild and crazy stuff, man. It was fun. My probably my favorite place to work was when I lived in Charlotte. Worked for a very large bank in that town, and you think, "Oh, it's this huge, you know, multi-trillion-dollar behemoth," and uh, it's got to be really unfun and not fun and serious and. No. I mean, it was, yeah. It's a lot of shit you had to do, but a lot of work. It's a lot of, a lot of hard work. But we did, that was the last job where we, you know, I was accustomed to little kind of touchy-feely, let's meet the team, let's have a game, you know, let's, we'll have the serious meeting, and then after that we're going to have the fun meeting and just do fun games kind of stuff. That was like the last place that had that. Not that, I'll be honest, I don't really want that shit. Like, just, if we're going to spend an hour playing a game, like, how about we don't play the game and you just let me go home? (laughs) Let me be done with work an hour early. Because I'd rather be with, like, you know, my family. But anyway, okay, yeah, let's play games. Um... Uh, and I don't know if it's just like if that's just stopped in general over the years. I don't know if like it just coincided with me moving to New England, and the whole world just got more and more serious as far as just work and just everything. I know we're all angrier. There's no question about that, and you've you've certainly heard that on this podcast. I've been fucking uh, I've been fucking furious on this podcast. It's just you know. All the, all the bullshit in the world, like political stuff and COVID stuff and uh, whatever. Uh, so I I sometimes wonder, like, did it just did it just happen to be that as I transitioned up to New England and a new job, and it was that kind of like the dying days of you know having fun at the workplace. Kind of, kind of seems like. It kind of seems like that's the case or it's just that nothing in this area is like that I, and I don't know what I don't know what it actually is I don't know what the answer is because I you know but I can also say that being on this um, team and working for this company now that is not Boston based and that is a global company um, and it's a shit ton of work crazy crazy amounts of work um but they but it's like a fun like everybody's you know there's a lot of like joking and silliness and so i kind of tend to think based on that alone that like okay i think maybe it's just boston maybe it's just massachusetts new england and it's not just it's not me it's not the whole landscape of the entire you know global workforce it's just i think i moved to a place that's just really serious and doesn't want to joke around and doesn't want to dick around and just i don't know 
and there's no time for games because we need to spend all of these 12 hours, 14 hours doing work. That's the that's the Massachusetts way. Well, you know, and you think about it too. It's like what what is probably the most miserable person to work for uh to play for in the NFL? Belichick, who has been the most successful coach of the last 20 years in the NFL, Belichick. What is a what is a just purely seemingly a miserable you know, the Patriots, it seems like that's just, it's just misery, you know, and they have the whole, you know, they win the Super Bowl and then they have the parade and he's, no days off, no days off. And everybody's chanting, yeah, no days off. I'm like, that's, that's a terrible chant. What do you mean no days off? No, take days off. You need to take days off. I don't care. You won the Super Bowl. Great. Go take some days off. Jesus, that's a very, it it is, it's very much the mentality. I don't know. Anyway, I gotta go. I need caffeine. Um, So yeah, maybe, but then it's funny because I think like, geez, I would think one of the most like serious kind of stuck up, you know, not fun places to work would be MIT. Because, you know, I, I just think, like, you know, st- the stuffy sort of world of academia and and th- that sort of thing. And then being, you know, the, one of the top schools on the planet is, uh, you know, something that they I would think they take very seriously. And they probably are. There's probably not a lot of... Ju- so I don't know, man. Two years ago, I worked for a bank only for three months because I couldn't stand it. I fucking hated it. If you listen to the podcast during those months... I apologize because it was they were terrible podcasts because I was in such a fucking uh, I was in such a bad place. I'd like to think and maybe I had some funny podcasts during that time, but I don't know that I did. Some might argue that the funny episode of the Birthday Boy podcast has yet to be recorded, but <laughs> as long as they keep listening, I don't care. I don't think anybody would say that. You wouldn't say that. Nobody would say that. This is the funniest podcast on the planet. Listen to all the laughs we're having having right now. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, uh, yes, I know I say anyway too much. Anyway, <laughs> what was I talking about? MIT? I don't fucking know. I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, so I worked for I worked for a company that. <clears throat> They're certainly not in the top fifty companies on the planet, or in the state, or the whatever, whatever the the country. That's the word I'm looking for. They're certainly not in the top fifty to work for in the country. But but this was a place that was pretty regularly on like the top ten, top twenty in Massachusetts, or top ten in Boston, or something like that. And uh, I can tell you with great certainty that it is not. Oh, fuck. It's not at all this place that I was working two years ago. It was so miserable. There were, I mean, no, everybody just seemed like terrified and really uptight and really just like fearful or fear. Uh, I wish there was a, an inverse of that word for when, like, either you're afraid of something or you're the one causing the fear. 
a fear monger. <laughs> I don't know. You were either, yeah, you were either, I don't know. It was just, it was just a shitty place and people were just, man, I'll tell you the nastiest person was the HR, the head of HR. Just a, just a cunt through and through. And I remember she did like the exit interview because I gave my notice and I made up, I, I didn't make up an excuse. I just didn't get into the nitty gritty, um, which was that. I didn't like working for the person that I worked for. But I didn't want to say that because she's very nice. Like, I I like her a lot as a person. I just didn't like her as a manager. And she would actually do the touchy-feely things, you know, try to have that kind of fun that I'm talking about seems lacking. So there's a bit of irony in me saying that she was my one of my least favorite bosses. And I had a whole list of reasons why. Um, you know, a notorious micromanager. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just, I guess maybe I was just in a bad place at that time. I, I don't know what it was. It's just the whole thing just worked terribly. And I don't like being a project manager and I should have known better. Why would I accept a project management, project manager role knowing that I don't? But it was, it was just like, well... It's either this or nothing right now. I mean, this, this was late 2020, early 2021. There wasn't a whole hell of a lot out there. Now, a few months later, there was. When we got to the summer, it was like, wow, this, this economy is, like, doing great jobs, and it continues to be that way. Um, but in, you know, in late 2020, early 2021, eh, not so, not so hot, but by, like, Honestly, by March, April, it was a totally different story. Um, but you don't see anybody putting a picture of Joe Biden that says, I did that, next to the fucking Indeed.com listings. <laughs> Just at the gas pumps. Like, oh, okay. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, I just, um, I, I, it was the things that drove me nuts. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm all for having little fun times with the team and doing all this bullshit, you know, the touchy-feely. But this numbnuts, she had a, her staff meeting was every Friday at 10. It's like, really? There's not like one, four other days that this would be better? Like, uh, you know, maybe not a Friday? Okay, we'll do Friday. Great. Super. God forbid we just have a day with no fucking meetings. Um, and by the way, that's another thing I love about this company, where I am currently. And I had spent 14 months hoping that I would get back to this place, and I did. And I'm really, uh, bottom line is I'm thrilled. I really am. It's so, I'm just so fucking happy to be here. And one of the things that I love is that, I think there have been like two Fridays so far where I had a meeting on a Friday. It's just, yeah, okay, this is great. And uh, and my buddy who's on the team, you know, he does little things where he puts like on a midweek, a midweek, uh, what does he call it, like the Pan, Pan Am, no, international, Pan American, whatever the fuck. You know, it's just, a, it's just 30 minutes to just... T- have the team get on a call and not talk about work 
and we haven't had it in a while, and that's okay because we've all been just too way too busy. But you know, during slower times, it's just nice. You get on the thing, and you just you know you just joke around. Well, at this place where I worked two years ago, uh, <laughs> she would the manager would do that, but she would do it on a Friday, only on the Fridays before a long weekend. And she wouldn't just do it during the meeting on Friday. She would move the meeting. So if it was a Friday before a long weekend, and for a lot of us, this weekend here is going to be a long weekend. I have to work Monday, but my kids don't have school, which means I get to sleep in, and that in itself is a day off. Not having to get up, being able to get up uh, after 7 a.m., even after 6, I mean, that's, that's just a treat. I'm sure I'll squander it somehow and stay up too late. Uh, but nevertheless, I get to sleep in Monday. That's a that's a day off. <laughs> Just getting to sleep in is a fucking, oh, my God, what a luxury. Um, as someone who spent most of his life not sleeping in, uh, the times where I have, and when I say sleep in, it's like 7, 7.30. That's, you know. All those years delivering them their newspapers at five in the morning. <laughs> there were you could count on you can count on two hands and still have some fingers left, you know, the number of days in a given year where I slept in. Uh it was, you know, we'd go on vacation and I loved that because then I would sleep in. And and then occasionally my parents would just give us a nice gift and let us sleep and they'd go once every so often once in a great while i'd wake up on a saturday and i'd look at the clock and it would be you know seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, and i would say oh shit i slept in i gotta deliver them those newspapers and i would come downstairs and my mom would be in the kitchen and she'd be like where are you going I'm like i gotta deliver the papers no your father and I took care of that. What a nice, isn't that, that's so nice. You know, that didn't happen a lot, but the fact that it ever happened at all is just like, wow. My parents would occasionally just get up and say, eh, I'll let the kids sleep. It happened maybe once a year, once or twice a year. And that was uh, pure bliss. <laughs> Anyways, on, on, so this this job that I was on two years ago, and not only it was was it the most miserable experience, it was also the one and only time in my entire career that I took a pay cut, and never again. I thought, well, okay, they can't pay me very much, so eh, maybe it's just like not that stressful of a job. And eh, wrong. It's actually going to be the most stressful or one of the most stressful jobs you're ever going to have. And half of the stress was because of how shitty their IT department and their technology was. And everybody working remote, uh, they did everything on Zoom, which is Bush League. Um, And if you wanted to remote in, you could not... You had to get a, You had to go through the help desk to get it set up to have dual monitors, which really sucked. Um, and then when you logged in on the VPN on the remote network, the if you had to have a, a video call or any kind of call, 
which was every call because we're, we were all remote during it was during COVID during the lockdowns. So, um, and the and the video quality was like talking on a flip phone from two thousand three. It was so grainy and delayed and choppy and there'd be a delay and then somebody else would start talking and then everybody would be talking and then they'd all be silent and stop and I couldn't understand what anybody was saying and you had to have your camera on at all times Um, and the fucking COO would call anyone out who wasn't on camera and every meeting everyone had to be on camera. So I'm getting up every morning and I'm like, you know, I'm putting in hair gel and getting dressed. It's like, well, I feel like I'm going, I'm, it's like, why, why not just go to the fucking office? And, 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 and as I was saying before, on the, on the long holiday weekends, my manager would move the Friday 10 o'clock or 1030 or whatever time that the weekly team meeting was, she would move it to like... 3.30, 4 in the afternoon and call it happy hour. And I was I was the odd one out because either the rest of the team deserves a fucking Academy Award for their performance or they were legitimately happy to have the meeting move to do, oh, cocktail, happy hour. And so we'd have a meeting at, instead of, hey, let's have the meeting in the morning on Friday. And then, hey, what, maybe, maybe take off an hour or two. Or maybe, maybe log off around three. Get, get, a, get a head start on your long weekend. Go enjoy. Be with your families. Be with your friends. Not your coworkers. No, instead of that, she would just say, okay, it's a long weekend. So we're going to celebrate by having a late Friday work meeting. And I'm going to call it happy hour. And you can bring a an alcoholic beverage, which for me was like, okay, cool. I don't really drink alcohol anymore, so that's not so fun. And, uh, oh, and it's not really anything fun. We're actually, it's just a work meeting where you're allowed to have a beer. Yay. Ugh. It's just it all. It, it's it's so. I sit down. It's like, why am I so depressed? Oh, because it's shit like that. It's like we have to pretend that it's fun that we're having a late Friday work meeting, but you get to have an alcohol. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not drunk enough to enjoy this stupid idea. But anyways, it, uh, I just I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm I'm just curious. I'd love to know what MIT is like to work there. Everybody loves it so much. Oh, but anyways, this this place that I'm talking about that I worked two years ago that if you listened uh, between, say, January and March of 2021, any of those podcasts, it was just it was just me nonstop. Just ugh. I, I, that's all I could talk about was how much I hated life and hated my job and hated everything. It was really... And I think because the the previous two years were like the height of my career as far as like that balance of not just work life but also pay. And I was like, wow, I'm being paid the most that I've ever made. And it's the happiest that I've been in a long time at work. Log in at nine, log off at five. 
That's it. Enough work, a manageable workload that allows for an eight-hour day and then done. And so then to go from that into 2021 to, oh, I'm making considerably less <laughs> than I've been making in these last oh, four or five years. Uh, I'm at the same pay that I was in 2021. I was at the same salary that I was in 2015 at a di- different place with a fraction of the responsibility. And it's like, you know, well, why'd you take the job? Again, because in December of 2020, things were not looking so great. And there wasn't much to choose from. And so beggars got to be beggars and say, okay, I'll take it. It was between that and this, like, fucking some, like, jet ski company out in, like, in the North Shore somewhere, somewhere north of Boston. And uh, all the reviews talked about how, uh, you know, the, the CEO was the biggest piece of shit on the planet and every, he spent every day, all day, just yelling at everybody and how shitty. Oh, excuse me. How shitty everybody was. And I, you know, didn't particularly love the interviews. And they offered me a position. And it was one of those things where, like, look, you can call, you can give yourself any title you want. We don't even care. Just whatever you want. I'm like, what? No. What are you talking about? And then you read some reviews. It's like, ooh, yeah, because it's a bad place to work. So I, I guess beggars were choosers back then because I, I got to choose between the shitty job and the other shitty job, and I chose the other shitty job, <laughs> knowing that I wasn't going to like it and knowing that I probably wasn't going to last very long just because it's like I, I, don't, I don't do pay cuts. Um, just as I don't work for free, which is why I've been a contractor for so long. So I used to joke about when I was salaried, you know, overtime exempt. Fucking nonsense. Uh, and I would joke that my, you know, that my hourly, <laughs> my hourly rate was below minimum wage based entirely off the amount of hours that, uh, that we were working. Um, but yeah, this place two years ago, that the reason I went there, the fucking benefits are unbelievable. You don't pay a dime for those things. You really don't. I mean, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you. It's it's zero dollars and zero cents. And that's why the salary is a little bit less, right? Like that's the thing. It was like, oh, I got free benefits, and then it's like, eh. but the pay cut that I took to get those free benefits makes them maybe even more expensive than any benefits that I've ever had because I still have less money in the bank every week going into the, the you know being deposited every week. So. Um, but this place is always on the top list of the best places to work in the Boston area, best places to work in Massachusetts. And I, and I feel like everybody was like deliriously happy to be working there. Again, the people on my team, the manager would put together, oh, hey, Martin Luther King weekend. We're going to do things differently. We're going to move our 10 a.m. meeting to 4 p.m. and you can bring drinks and then you think, oh, okay, so maybe it's just like a casual, like, joke around meeting. And then at 4 p.m. on a Friday uh, of a long weekend, you get on the phone and everybody holds up their little alcohol thing. And and then about two minutes into the meeting, you're just it's just entirely a work meeting. 
it's serious, it's business, it's, you know. Oh, okay. So why did you move this to four? We could have had this at ten. And we could have still been drinking at four o'clock. Just, just not on a fucking Zoom meeting. Uh, so there were just there were just so many things. Uh, we we, I got thrust into this. Uh, they 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 had they had these things called lunch and learn. I've probably talked about it. And every month or couple of months or something, they'd pick a different department in the in the firm and 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 the people from that department would to get together and they'd do a whole presentation of like here's what we do here's our th- you know and we did a lunch and learn and we had to do uh, uh, it was um here's what our team does but we did it like a fucking um like a recipe or something or like chefs and like ah well you need to in order to have a good project uh, you need to do, you need to do the pre-planning and the, that's like prepping the meal and then you set the table and then you have the guests come over and you need to and it's just and and we had rehearsals for this meeting instead of just putting some slides together and then saying, okay, you take this, you talk about that, you talk about that. And then, you know, not thinking about it again because who gives a shit? We actually spent more time on this than almost anything. And multiple times a week we had meetings to rehearse our lines, to write the script and to, you know, spend the next few days trying to memorize your lines and then we'll come back and we'll run through it and we'll run through it again and again and again and again and again and again. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm not writing any fucking lines. We'll get to the goddamn thing and I'll just say what I want to say. And that's exactly what happened. And everybody sounded like they were reading from a script. And I didn't. <laughs> but I realized, oh my God, they write, they write their lines for like everything they do in this uh in this department. So we had a project that was kicking off and we had to make the kickoff deck, the the PowerPoint, you know, slides for the kickoff. And we had, uh, we had a script and, and we did that. And I thought, okay, well, that's just how it's done here. They do fucking scripts. So we wrote this big school. We went through it and we rehearsed it. And then we went and we had the kickoff call and we went through the deck and it took a long time, and it was very boring, and it was very like, okay, here's people reading from fucking cue cards, which was nothing like anything. I'd never done anything like that. I'd never had a job where I'm, like, memorizing lines. Certainly not for a fucking project kickoff. That's not how, it, that's not how you do it. And also, a kickoff is supposed to be, like, not really a big in-depth thing. So I put together, you know, I'm like, okay, I guess they want more details. So I put together all this shit, all the details, all the stuff, went through it. And then at the end, nobody had any questions. And which is always a little like, oh, okay, no questions. A couple, couple folks did, maybe. Oh, Jesus <clears throat> And uh, immediately after the call, my manager called me. And said, okay, 
So how do you think that went? And I was like, okay, why don't you just tell me all the ways that you think that I failed you? Because I thought it went fine. Based on everything that I've seen in my time here, it went exactly the same as every other goddamn meeting that I've been on where people sound like they're just talking from a script. Um, So, yeah, it went... Well, it was long, and nobody had any questions, which can be worrisome, but also it uh, sometimes it means nothing. It just means that people are, you know, they got all the information they needed, and they're ready to just get to work on the project. Sometimes that's all that means. But God forbid if you don't have, like, 20 people raising their hands with questions. Like, to me, it's like, okay, they have no questions. So, yeah, okay, maybe they're confused beyond <laughs> the, the point of no return. Um, or maybe they just don't have any questions because you provided enough detail. So she said, yeah, it was very troublesome, uh, worrisome to me. And she's like, it went, that went way too long. There was way too much detail. It, was, it sounded uh, scripted. It sounded this. It sounded that. I'm like... Yeah, it sounded scripted because we had a script, dumb fuck. <laughs> Why wouldn't it have sounded like this is the way that you that you run your department? I'm just, you know, I'm I'm sticking to what what you guys do. And she was like, "Well, that's not what we do." And I said, "That's literally what we do. It's what we've every call that I've been on. You have a script, and you, oh well, that's just so we make sure we." have all our talking points like okay well you could just write down the talking points and uh you know two or three key words and then just talk to those points so anyway it's just i'm, I'm rambling at this point time to go it was a nightmare but it was but this was a place that was like ranked like the top place to work one of the top places to work and I, I'm, I still scratch my head. And I have, I have a, you know, one of my best friends. <laughs> I'm just calling everybody my best. One of my very, very good friends. Really, like, truly great friend um, who I worked with before. And she went to this company and raved about it and loved it and, had a, and still works there and still loves it. Has great, everybody was just so fucking happy. And I just, I said, I think... Maybe these like it's kind of like cult like. That's what it. That's I don't know what it's like to be in a cult, but I know what it's like when uh, see other people in cults, and this kind of felt like that because everybody was like way just. I, it was just so different than anything else. I don't even like to talk. I, I hate the fact that I even talked about it. So I don't know. Hopefully MIT is a better place to work than any of the, the places that I. <laughs> that I didn't enjoy working. Um, and I will probably never find out because hopefully I'm just going to stick with this thing that I'm on and it'll just turn into a forever thing. And uh, and then when I'm ready, I can retire from this, so to speak, and start my little business of, uh, of uh, you know, the job coaching, uh, career consulting, whatever you want to call it, where I help people with their interviews and I help people with their resumes and... Uh, and I charge them $200 an hour for one hour. I know that's pretty steep. But you want the best, you got to pay for the best, baby. 
and old, old this guy knows how to fucking uh, you know do it. I don't know much, but I know how to. I know how to interview. I can tell you that much. Oh man, I am very tired. I'm I'm very much overdue for some caffeine. So yeah, so listen. Uh, who knows in the next podcast it'll be you know, whenever I, whenever I can. But it's going to be a busy weekend, moving and whatnot, and uh, we'll, so we'll see what happens. Um, I don't even know what's is it. Is it the All Star break? Is this weekend All Star week? It usually is, right? The holiday weekend. Oh, uh, that should be. That's always fun. Always something to, to do. God damn it. Yeah, now I'm now I'm yawning like every thirty seconds, so it's definitely time to go get caffeine and get my shit together here. Is it really after ten o'clock? Oh my god. Oh my god. What is wrong with me? What is my problem? Anyway, uh I'm very excited though. Tonight we sleep in the new house. We'll have internet. We'll have cable. Tomorrow morning the new TV comes. Uh, so the the PlayStation Five that I purchased last week, I can have something to hook it up to, and internet to connect it to. Oh boy, so exciting! So exciting. Uh, it's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's all good. It really is. I really have very little to complain about. I still manage to complain about everything, but I really sit and think about it. It's like, eh, is anything really so bad? No, it really isn't. It's quite good. All right, gang, that's going to do it. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Who knows when we'll speak again, but uh, it'll it'll be as soon as possible. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the mild temperatures if you're experiencing them. And uh, we'll talk to you next time as soon as uh, as soon as I can get to it uh, right here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Later, Gators.